Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I managed to get the last flight in before everything was shut down. Yeah. And then spent two weeks in mandatory government quarantine. The FEMA camp. The FEMA camp. Yes. Interestingly enough, I am somebody who has now been in a FEMA camp. I think, can we say that officially now? Yeah. Fully funded by FEMA. Yeah. This quarantine. Uh, so they commandeered a hotel, right? So they did two, as a matter of fact. Yeah, two. One for the people who they don't suspect to be infected, which is arguably worse, and then one for the people who they believe to be infected. Yes. So if you are not infected, the question is: Is that quarantine or is that imprisonment without trial? Uh, I think either way, it's imprisonment without trial, right? I, I don't remember there being a law on the books that says if you have a disease, you can be locked up. Did you see that law? I have not seen that law, although I know that there is some precedent for health emergencies to be able to do some sort of quarantine. What I have definitely not seen a law for is if you do not have a disease that you and, can be imprisoned. And not suspected, right? I've got a story here from Jezebel. The headline, Michiganders with guns storm House of Representatives for their right to contract coronavirus. Interesting wow. headline, right? Interesting headline. So it says, protests against the national stay-at-home orders have spread rapidly in the last week, fueled by rampant misinformation from far-right conspiracies, economic unrest, and the colossal failure of our government on both federal and state levels to accurately respond to this pandemic. Today in Michigan, WILX reports that armed protesters swathed in American flags and the occasional Guy Fox mask stormed the state House of Representatives. Multiple protesters WILX spoke with claimed that the virus, quote, wasn't real and that they believe their, quote, constitutional rights are being taken away. I think that's very funny that they put... Uh, constitutional rights are being taken away in quotes. Similar other protests happening in states like California, Ohio, Texas, and Washington. Uh, similar to other protests happening in states like California, Ohio, Texas, and Washington, they demanded a removal of statewide stay-at-home orders as well as guidelines about wearing personal protective equipment. If the virus isn't real, then obviously it can't hurt them, right? Well, this whole thing is ridiculous, right? The way they... First off, let's all be clear. There were hundreds of protesters and a handful were armed. This is what's interesting. Don't police and the military and elected officials take an oath to defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic? They do. And, and yet we see police officers. These videos are really insane of, you know, everything from arresting Mothers who are have their children playing at playgrounds because they're not social distancing to surfers on the beach. I saw a video of a police officer on a horse on the beach who told a 93-year-old couple that they couldn't sit on their beach chairs. But if they sit in the sand, then it's okay, right? Totally fine. So a man on a 1,000-pound horse on the beach tells another man that he can't sit on a five-pound folding chair. chair on the same beach, but the man on the horse can ride around on a thousand-pound horse because he's wearing a costume. Yeah. He's got the special 
costume. He also wasn't wearing a mask, by the way, which is something that we're seeing with a lot of these police officers. And then it's being said that the protesters aren't wearing a mask, so they must want to catch COVID. I guess well, police sometimes are. I wonder if they're looking for that uh, paid sick leave, you know? Right before the break, I was reading off 1967, May 2nd, in the context of these Michigan, quote, terrorists who are storming the Capitol armed to the teeth. When I saw it, and I saw woke Twitter, especially, especially my fellow people of color, saying, oh, I could only imagine, I could only imagine what would happen if brown people were to do something like this. I said, well, you don't really have to imagine because uh, here's the newspaper clipping from the Sacramento Bee that says, May 2nd, 1967, two dozen armed Negroes entered the state capitol at noon today, and 10 made their way to the back of the assembly chamber before they were disarmed and marched away by the state police. The assembly was in session at the time, and Speaker Pro Tem Carlos B. ordered the men removed from the chamber. Outside the chamber, the police took away the weapons. The men argued they could carry the weapons as long as they were not concealed. Apparently, the fact that weapons were not concealed was the reason the men were able to get as far as the assembly chamber before they were disarmed. This is actually the incident in which... Open carry in California, this was used, problem, reaction, solution, as the means to remove open carry in California. I think the question here, though, is, and, and myself is always looking for the patterns of history, the move after 1967 with Reagan, with the things that happened with the Black Panthers, was not just to end open carry in the state of California, which now the state of California is certainly on the forefront of this particular lockdown tyranny, but it also coincided with COINTELPRO, the FBI counterintelligence, if you want to call it that, operation that then neutralized, quote, the leaders of the Black Panther Party, and that was through assassination, imprisonment on false charges, uh, you know, public sort of scandalizing and shaming, and... I wonder if the same playbook is not going to be run through because it seems like on both sides of this issue, nobody is bringing up the fact that we we have seen this play out. We have seen the media go after you know armed terrorists, except in that case they were the Black Panther Party, and then the same people who were hashtagging Black Lives Matter, you know, two years ago or whatever, are the same people hashtagging Michigan terrorists. It's it's like history has been forgotten. Well, it is completely legal to protest in the state capitol building. That is and, where you protest. And to bring your uh, assault weapon, as they like to call it, right? Your your big military-style weapon, you know? You know, the funny part about this is in New Hampshire, where I spent quite a bit of time and where most of the Free Talk Live broadcasts originate, one of the things when you uh, go to New Hampshire and you are part of the liberty movement there, uh, is there is a normalization because it is a constitutional carry state, which means that you can carry concealed, you can carry open carry, no problem. The Constitution is your permit. That's what constitutional carry The Constitution carry is your permit. You don't need Cor to apply. Correct. You have it. It's, it's right there. Now, one of the things that this does is it normalizes, at least in the certain communities that take advantage of these rights, which, you know, the, the porcupines, the free staters, the liberty community there, you will certainly at events see people with firearms of all kinds, long guns, handguns, and it normalizes it so that 
you see your friends there. You see people who are wonderful, who are there to protect you, who are liberty-loving, sweet, smart people who are just exercising their right to keep and bear arms, something that the Founding Fathers clearly thought was important. They put it as the Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights. Let's be honest. The people have had enough. Unless you're one of these, you know, blue checkmark media talking heads who they don't they don't suffer at all. The more chaos going on, the more secure their jobs are becoming, the more they can talk about. Legislatures, they don't suffer. All of these like, you know, elites who aren't suffering, it's easy for them to say, Oh, just stay home, you know, don't worry, like we're gonna take care of you. How many people haven't gotten their one thousand two hundred dollars as if that's gonna make a difference to a family? How many months have they been out of work in many states, right? And, oh, we're going to give you a $1,200 as compensation. You know, just keep staying inside, right? Most families, they're out of money. They don't have money. Mm-hmm. You know, people are losing their jobs. They're losing their businesses. This isn't just we want haircuts. You know, we're storming capital so we can get our fresh, you know, barbershop hairdos. <laughs> no, it's they want there to be a barbershop to go to when we open up right. again, right? That's the or their Or their barbers. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, th- this is the thing. They, all of these people, there was uh, Patton Oswalt, the comedian and uh, actor, I guess we can put that in, in quotes as well, had this terribly tone-deaf tweet where he said, oh, these people are protesting saying open Fuddruckers. And I guess he was trying to be funny, but there's a, a deep cynicism in there. And it is, it's not that people want you to open Fuddruckers so they can go and sit down there. How tone deaf do you have to be to understand that some of the people protesting work at restaurants? How long can we expect this to go on? Yeah, well, uh, if you listen to the experts, which that's the new thing, right? It's like the scientists, the experts, Mm. the, uh, you know, this secret source from the intelligence community. So I'm on CNN and they have another one of these stories and the headline is experts. Expert report predicts up to two more years of pandemic misery. Two more years. Oh, my goodness. They say the new coronavirus is likely to keep spreading for at least another 18 months to two years until 60 to 70 percent of the population has been infected. A team of longstanding pandemic experts predict in a report released Thursday. So it's it's just like. I don't get what's the plan. So you're telling me this is supposed to last for two years. So why this current strategy does not seem like a two-year plan. Well, the, 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 like the question is, plan. what is supposed to last for two years? Because we're already seeing, like, if you go to the New York City has been posting up their hospitalization, their cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. You look at that curve; it's all the way at the bottom. You have the right to say things that people don't like. What's the point of free speech if we're just protecting things people want to hear? Mm-hmm. That's pointless, right? No one wants to, you know, take away your right to say that you love this or you like that or, you know, the flowers smell good and honey is sweet. Like, you don't need free speech for that. You need free speech for saying critical things, outrageous things, controversial things. So the courts have ruled that the government has can not censor things unless it's a direct call to violence. So you can even say, I wish group X, you know, didn't exist. Right. That's legal in the U S right. Not in many other countries because they don't have free speech, but the U S has pretty good free speech. So they need to get creative with their censorship. And they realized, well, we, the government can't censor things, but 
we can outsource this to a third party, and then it's okay. And on that point, I think that there was this this week we had this super interesting, and it shows the dichotomy. I've just I've got the story here that's on ABC twenty three in Bakersfield, where actually at a ABC twenty three video was censored. It's this video of these this press conference held by two Bakersfield doctors. It says, watch controversial press conference held by two Bakersfield doctors that was pulled down by YouTube. There's no end in sight for this event. I mean, it, this cultural happening, some people have called it a shift. There's no end in sight. Yeah, they're going to milk it for all it's worth. So it's... And that's what sometimes I wonder, right? You know, the... At the beginning, when there's uncertainty, it makes sense that the policy is a little chaotic, a little unclear. No one really knows what's happening. But as more and more data comes out, I become increasingly concerned that there's an alternative agenda. Right? I'm mm. starting to, to worry, what, what is the real virus here? Mm. You know, mm. Is it corona or is it these uh, government policies, these lockdowns, all these other restrictions I mean, we have 30 million Americans unemployed. We're spending trillions of dollars. Agreed. Agreed. You know, like it's monopoly money. And in, they're just talking about more. I saw an mm. article, Nancy Pelosi calling for a trillion dollars in local government aid. Mm. Right? There's just every day you'll see some article where someone calling for more money for this, more money for that. To all the people out there that may be on the edge of wondering whether they've been hoaxed or not concerning this coronavirus now. This, this, using logic from this standpoint, as far as I'm concerned, it's obviously a hoax. Number one, the testing you keep hearing over and over and over again is a, what they call a PCR test. And there's another type of test called a, a serology, serology test, which is being done. And when it is being done, it's, uh, it's almost under laboratory conditions. And the protocol to actually nail down a specific genome. What I mean by that is a Corona-19 is a specific genome of a coronavirus. This test that they're using, the PCR test, cannot tell you whether it is a specific genome. It can only tell you that you have some junk DNA uh, antibody in your body, which could have came from a regular cold, flu, and because the common cold is a corona virus, that's why you don't have a vaccine for the common cold, because the common cold mutates too much, too quickly. This coronavirus response, let's say, that there is something fishy, this is a hoax. A lot of what I say, and Steve, tell me if this is, is maybe not an accurate representation of, of your position here, because I feel like this is my position as well. It seems like... As we were talking about in the censorship of these doctors, that science and medicine, as we've known them, seem to be being thrown out for sort of ignorance, superstition, and the power of the state. Does, does that reflect sort of where you're going with this idea that we're undergoing a hoax at the moment? Oh, absolutely. And all you have to do is, uh, uh, you know, look at the Rockefeller influence in what they call the Fletchner Report, which brought us allopathic medicine. And, and basically made all other medicine illegal. And that was done in the 1930s. I, I don't remember the exact date, but look up the Fletchner Report by the Rockefeller, funded by. That's what changed us to allopathics. Rockefeller uh, has her hand all over this. 
in my opinion. It could be wrong. Uh, and, but, I, I, you know, I think that people before this, before this whole thing happened, might have said that some of these statements were the statements of tinfoil hat people. But it's hard to say that this is all some sort of a conspiracy theory when this whole thing breaks down. And who do we see on TV? Not uh, a doctor, not a scientist, but Bill Gates, Bill who Gates. in many ways yeah. is the modern representation of uh, Rockefeller. I think it's also a possibility that this is some sort of bioweapon uh, created by China. Um, but, you know, it may be a long time before we know or we may never know, mm. um, which, is, which is even probably scarier than what the government's trying to push on us now. But, you know, I think this whole scenario has been nothing but a power grab. And I mean, my, I've I've talked to Alex before, I believe, when when Dave was on with him, and uh, you know, my wife owns a beauty salon here. She was forced to shut down six, seven weeks ago, I guess. And they said, "Oh, well, you'll have the opportunity to get unemployment." Well, she's self-employed, so there's never been unemployment for self-employed people. Right, right. She's yet to receive a dime. Uh, just today, she received an email that said, "Okay." The system is ready for you to apply for unemployment, but you can. Everyone in Arkansas can open their salons on the sixth. So now I have an income. I've been working. We're very fortunate for that. But I would say seventy-five percent of hairdressers, at least in this area, are single mothers, and that's their only income. For, For the last six or seven weeks, they have had. Zero. The headline and reason was undercover cops arrest two women for operating home beauty businesses in violation of the coronavirus lockdown order. There were actually undercover police that were uh, monitoring in, I guess this is in Laredo. They were were wearing their masks. (laughs) They were monitoring social media and they busted these women, gave them both Class B misdemeanors with a maximum potential penalty of 180 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. Seems to me beyond the pale, seems to me insane. Uh, Is this the type of thing that, I, I mean, I know that you say that you have income, but, uh, without busting anybody, obviously, is this something that you were hearing about that uh, was also women in the business of your wife or men as well were uh, having to result to in Arkansas? And would that have been a misdemeanor there as well? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. The Arkansas State Board for Cosmetologists made it clear that if hairstylists were caught working from home, that it was a $1,000 fine, two misdemeanors, and mm. up to 30 days in jail. Oh, my goodness. Um, and they were even toying with the idea of taking their license. Um, <sighs> I don't think that that happened. But I do, uh, and, and tattoo artists are in the same boat. Is there a golf course where you're at? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, world-class golf courses. There's been some Korean golf tournament stuff here. So it's it's legit. All right. Holes. Well, it doesn't sound like a bad place then. Um, <laughs> What's going I on? I wanted to... I want to talk about terms and conditions because you mentioned okay. uh, or someone was talking about U.S. citizens. A U.S. citizen is a uh, property of the <laughs> under the plenary powers of Congress. It's not a free man. Uh, and, and people we've been lied to since the day we were born. In fact, we were born into a lie for the past thousand years. But uh, there's a book by Roger Sales called 
from Sovereign to Surf. And you can find it free on the Internet. And it explains uh, the breakdown on how we volunteered into being slaves. I, I, my, my, my dog, Rex, I think that there's an uh, interesting parallel here. It seems like this is, a, this is an ongoing issue with people and that people seem to time and time again volunteer to be slaves. It seems to me that the people who are volunteering to lock themselves in their homes when and, and not even do the littlest bit of resistance – against this uh against a lockdown that seems illogical people are afraid of taking out their trash like it's it's gone bad there's less uh labor involved when you submit to the slavery um by getting your permits but when you stand up for your rights and if more people stood up for the rights and they sued the lawyer the judge the man as the man not as a judge you don't sue the uh the code enforcer by suing the city you sue bob for enforcing a code that he has no business imposing upon you. And if Bob doesn't know the rules, and the rules are there, if you learn them, they're there. The rules restrict them from doing anything, from laying a hand on All they can do to you is the same thing I myself can walk up to you and do to you. And if I can't tell you to cut, you can't cut hair, nobody can, unless you volunteer to let them. And once well, you why start not do both? Them, why not? Apply for your license. Use that extra money. Like if you're, if you don't apply, presumably eventually you'll have to have some legal expense. I, I, I also want, I want to push back on this a little bit because I feel like there's there's something here where there appears to be a logical fallacy to me a little bit in what you're saying, Rex. You're saying don't submit to the authority of the state, and then you're saying that the remedy is to sue them, which is submitting to the authority of the state because if i'm not mistaken that law enforcement officer and the judge both pull their paycheck from fundamentally the exact same person you know when they spelled out the constitution they weren't worried about no stinking license mm -hmm. they didn't have walmarts back then they didn't have the the tax base that has been created so my question is in in your in your opinion if we were to go back in time and say, hey, guys, you might want to include the word license there as well. So mm -hmm. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would become, you know, a little different. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and possibly a license. Maybe they would rewrite the Constitution in that, that way, shape, and form. Because what you're doing here is you're kind of comparing apples to oranges, which... They're not similar. Um, they might be in the same group, but, you know, liberty and license are very, very different. Yes. And where we start talking about, well, a license is, you know, uh, a guarantee to do what you want to do, and, and liberty is this, you know, we're, we're making a big stretch there. You've got to remember, we come from a country that has no official language. None. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are not given... Uh, an official United States dictionary to learn words and definitions. So we're kind of just playing this whole thing by ear. And so when we start talking about liberty, that may very damn well include in its definition from the get-go the word license. So yeah, I th I, really I think and truly, I think really and truly, I do believe, I mean, I understand the government's got to have its tax base, 
by God, what happens if Donald Trump doesn't get another piece of chicken tonight because he didn't have enough taxes to buy another piece of chicken? The California Constitution actually, go and read that first article. Not only does it give all the rights in the Bill of Rights, but it really extends it. And that was kind of the point that I was getting to was that the founding fathers never imagined that the government would try to stop people from fishing. The founding fathers never imagined that you couldn't decide what kind of plant you wanted to grow for crying out loud, or that you could be thrown in prison for the, the possession of a plant. These are things that they couldn't even imagine. And I think that as we go on, the, the thing that we're seeing, the real problem is that governments can never put enough rights into a piece of paper such that they won't be infringed upon in a tyrannical time. And I think that that's really what we're approaching in this day and age. Uh, da David, thank you so much for the call. Well, thank you. One thank you, for you, know, you got you, well, one last thing, too. You know, you were talking Please. about the family fathers not imagining. You know, if they had imagined face, Facebook, for God's sakes. I mean, now we're talking a sure. whole different, you know, we're talking a global platform here. And what you're talking about where the constitutions were written and they prohibited fishing and and survival and just living. Um, now we have Facebook, and we're talking a whole different creature now. The the game has changed. Radio isn't isn't the free speech it used to be. You go on the internet, mm -hmm. you really want to blast somebody. And and so what you're talking about, yeah, that was a day way gone by back in the nineties. You know, back when, when when they were trying to rehash disco and crap. Here's the next level in lockdown, and all of the national news has is if anybody wants to look at it. The governor, uh, Michelle Wuhan Grisham of state of New Mexico, has uh, blockaded the city of Gallup in New Mexico. No, nobody comes in, nobody goes out. For the next three days, the New Mexico State Police and the National Guard have 11 checkpoints on all the roads going in and out, and uh, nobody gets in or out unless they have a Gallup residence on their or a Gallup address on their ID. And uh, no more than two people in any vehicle. All businesses are shut down completely from 5 p.m. till 8 a.m. And nobody is allowed to leave their home unless it is for uh, basically emergency purposes. And any violation will be written up as a misdemeanor. You get a second violation. It's a fourth-degree felony. And, uh, uh, and, and it's done under the authority of the New Mexico Riot Act. Hmm. So Interesting. I, this is actually the eventuality that I have been predicting since even before these lockdowns. That is uh, a steadily increasing uh, checkpoints and lockdown using uh, particularly military, the National Guard. This is from The Hill. Kind of breaking news today. Governor closes all roads leading into New Mexico, city grappling with coronavirus outbreak. Basically, what's going on here is that starting Friday at noon, she's closing all roads leading into Gallup from 5 p.m. to 8 a.m. daily. Vehicles can only have two people maximum. And she's doing this under the Riot Control Act after outgoing Gallup Mayor Jackie McKinney and new Mayor Louis Bonaguidi requested she shutter the city in the midst of a sharp rise of cases. There's a thousand cases there, and that's more than 30% of the state's total positive COVID-19 cases. And the weird part about this that I read, uh, the order expires at noon on Monday. You'll be punished with a misdemeanor charge if you violate the order, but it, it, they're doing it from Friday to Monday, which seems to me that it, from an epidemiological standpoint, that's 
going to do nothing. I mean, those three days is not going to make a difference on something where the incubation is between five and 14, perhaps even 20 days. It's very strange. It's not strange. It's incrementalism, right? It's frog in a pot. What they're doing is saying, what can we get away with? They always said, oh, we're just going to have a short lockdown, like maybe two weeks, and then we'll be opened up, you know, just to flatten the curve, right? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.